Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Glenn Hubbard. For more about this podcast and other resources, visit our website at www.riverinthehills.com. I want to start off today with a, a testimony. We have lots of testimonies that happened, but this one is so irresistible. I actually got my phone out and took some pictures. Don't show the pictures yet, but this is a testimonies build our faith, right? If God did something supernatural, then Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's moving. And so I wanted to let us in on this. I'd like our food pantry volunteers, Jana, and if you could just stand up here for a second. I want to recognize Norm and Jana. Who else is our food pantry people? Karen, Sherry. Could you all just stand up here for a second? Because the food pantry is a part of this. Patty, are you here? Oh, she's out there. Come on up. Yeah. You know, if you get, they get the food from Randall's uh, receiving every every day. Uh, Kyle is up there, does it on Tuesdays. We have food back there. People bring clothes, all kinds of things, canned goods. Um, Let's just give them a hand. Can we just thank you? I wanted them up here. Glory, yeah. You never know the things you do in secret. You know, amen. Jesus said, if you, basically the Lord showed me years ago, if you want to be close to me, burn where I burn. And I said, Lord, where do you burn? He said, oh, I burn for the poor and the needy. I said, well, where's that in scripture? And he said, well, to that which you've done to the least of these, you've done it to me. So you want to get close to Jesus, you help someone in need. Help the poor, help the hungry. So November 20th, if y'all stay up here, this won't take too long. Sunday afternoon, November 20th, after our thankful family meal, we were all cleaning up. And uh, I was about the last one to leave uh, with a a lady was in here interceding, had locked the front door, and a car pulled up. Two people came up, and it was really cold, if you remember, November 20th. Lady came in with her friend, and she was shivering, no coat, and her, her uh, left eye was just dripping with tear, tears. And I was like, what's going on? She said, I have an abrasion, an eye abrasion. I've had hard contacts before, uh, and if you ever have an eye abrasion, it is not fun. It's, it, it's miserable. And so, felt so bad for her. Um, yeah, don't put it up just yet. So, <clears throat> we had just gotten a bunch of you had given coats. It was freezing out there. I said, well, come on in and pick a coat out. Frank, you don't know about this yet. So (laughs) she picks out this coat with her eye dripping, you know, tearing up. She goes, look at this. This is amazing. My grandfather was in this B-27, B-17. I get those. (laughs) B-17 squadron in World War II. And uh, it was like a brand new jacket, and it was perfect fit. She got so excited. So if you can show that picture of her, she was thrilled. She came in for food. See, she's never been to Riven the Hills before, never been here. But she came in to get food from the food pantry. They'd heard about the food. You notice her left eye. Well, the intercessor that was here and myself said, can we just pray for you? So we prayed for her. We asked the Holy Spirit to come and bring healing. And within two to three minutes, look at her eye after that. Come on, church. 
She was beaming. She was excited. She got food. She got a jacket with her. Her grandfather was obviously very special to her. So praise God. Thank you all so much. I wanted to give God glory. If anybody has eye conditions, things like that, you have eye condition, well, let's just receive. Anyone else right now, let's just receive because faith comes by hearing. You'll take it. Yes. Father, we just thank you for releasing. Even right now, as testimony comes, there's faith that is released. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the balm of Gilead, the healing balm, not only for, our, for physical conditions, but for eye conditions and for our spiritual eyes. Would you give us eyes to see in the spirit now? Would you give us ears to hear your word with both ears? Let him who has an ear to hear, let him hear. May we hear your word blocking out the enemy's uh, attacks in our thinking. May we mix your word with faith now under the transformation of our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Matthew 2, 9 through 11 says, Behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them. Talking about the wise men. Till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This month, we are taking a pause from our spiritual gifts series to focus in on celebrating the birth of Jesus. It is, a, in essence, we are celebrating the greatest gift ever given to mankind, the gift of God coming into human flesh living a perfect, sinless life, and then dying on the cross, shedding his blood for the remission of our sins so that anyone who so ever believes makes Jesus Lord and Savior of their life, they will not perish. They will not be consigned to everlasting separation from the love of God, but they will experience everlasting life. Now, how many of you believe that is something worth celebrating? Amen? Better than a cowboy victory, right? That may last a little while, but this is forever. I was on the road to hell where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, and now I'm on the road to heaven, and I'll experience unveiled presence of his love forever. That's why we celebrate. Now, I, I get it, if some of you don't make a huge deal out of Christmas, I mean, I, I understand Jesus probably wasn't born on December 25th. The Bible doesn't tell us explicitly, you know, to take a day to celebrate the birth of our Savior. It certainly doesn't say you shall take December 25th, okay? In fact, I'll just give you my opinion. I believe Jesus was born during the Feast of Tabernacles, which is a few, a few months earlier than December when in the fall because the Feast of Tabernacles is an eight-day feast in which the people of God celebrate God coming 
to man, to, to, the, to the earth, to temporarily tabernacle or dwell with his people. And so I believe when Jesus was born, it was probably him, God coming to dwell with his people. And I'll let you in on a secret. Don't tell anybody. It's my opinion. Well, I guess you can tell somebody my opinion. I believe Jesus is coming back on the Feast of Tabernacles because he came to, to temporarily dwell during the Feast of Tabernacles when the Israelites were in the wilderness for 40 years. You're, you're, you're nodding. Yes, you're with me. Yes, you believe that too. All right, there's two of us. Jesus is going to come back to permanently tabernacle, to dwell with his people on earth forever and ever. Whatever day it was, probably not December 25th, how many of you agree there was a specific day in history in which Jesus was born, yeah. right? That We can all agree on that. So... If most of the world wants to take December 25th to celebrate his birth and, and they want to sing songs of billions of people on the planet want to sing glory about the glorious Jesus, if they want to sing, oh, come let us adore him, even though billions don't know Jesus yet. If they want to sing, Mary, did you know, which right now is my number one Christmas song, Think of these lost people singing, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? The deaf will hear, the blind will see. I mean, come on. I'm all for that if, the, if we take a day to celebrate. So I look at December 25th. I say, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it, and, let's, and I'm going to celebrate along, along with them. We're not celebrating Santa Claus or elves or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Frosty the Snowman or the, the idea that the Grinch had a heart transformation where his heart was two times too small and then it grew three times larger. We're not celebrating that. We're celebrating the Incarnation. In incarnate, God coming in human flesh, giving his life that mankind might be saved. So it's from this backdrop of giving that I want us to look today at the three gifts that we just read there that the wise men or the magi gave to Jesus, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. A few years ago, I asked the Lord, you know, I know a lot of people have asked because I looked on the internet, a lot of people had opinions. I said, Lord, <clears throat> was there any significance particularly to these three gifts that they gave, to the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh? And um, like I said, I went on the internet, lots of opinions, lots of viewpoints, so I'd studied it out in the Word, and I was amazed at what I found. I want to share some of that today, but I also asked the Lord a, a follow-up question. It's good to ask the Lord questions. You know, King David in Psalm 27, it says, one thing have I desired that I may dwell in your house all the days of my life to inquire in your temple. So I asked him this question. It's like a hypothesis, basically. 
And it was this, what is, is it possible <clears throat> that believers today could keep giving you gold, frankincense, and myrrh? If they, give they, if they gave those gifts back then, is there some way in which we as Christians can give you spiritual gold, frankincense, and myrrh? And I felt like the Lord spoke back very clearly, yes. So I have some, I believe, some revelation that lines up with Scripture on this. And so I pray that we'll have ears to hear. You may hear some kind of new concepts here, but it's very practical. It's how we can live each day giving the Lord our gold, frankincense, and, and myrrh. Um, I believe this is really relevant to Christians today, that we see this. Because what I've been observing over the last two, three years is many Christians are drifting in their faith. And I believe if we have something to give to the Lord each day of our life, it will go a long way toward insulating us from spiritual boredom and lukewarmness and compromise and lethargy. I believe this will be something that we can uh, realize and see that uh, we are able to give out, and that will, as I said, insulate us. It's like a garden hose. This is the picture I had. You know, a garden hose with water that flows out? As long as there's water flowing out, if we're giving out of ourselves to the Lord daily, then you can put that garden hose in a mud puddle with all kinds of toxins and silt and you know, different things. If, you, if, that, if that hose has water flowing out, the, the, the mud's not going to get in. God wants us to be flowing garden hoses with something going out of it. You can put that in that puddle but if that hose has just a little trickle, the mud can get in. The, the toxins can get in. So I'm hoping the Lord will motivate us to give more to the Lord, and that will insulate us from the schemes of the enemy. Um, on top of that, to me it's ex especially exciting if what we give to Jesus is something he really wants. And I want to tell you today, he really wants your gold, your frankincense, and your myrrh. We'll look at what they are in a little bit, but he really wants them. Have you ever gotten a gift at Christmas that you really didn't like, but you kind of had to be nice about it? You know, you, you open it up, hey, a broom. Thank you, I really needed that. You know, <laughs> we get some of those sometimes. But these are things, how cool is it to think these are things Jesus really wants? He really wants them. So before I get into those, contrary to church tradition, we read it some in the opening passage here. Uh, I don't believe the wise men gave these gifts to Jesus at his birth. They weren't, it wasn't at his birth and it wasn't 12 days after his birth, which Y'all know the song, 12, The Twelve Days of Christmas, My True Love Gave to Me. That's a church tradition, too, based on that. I don't, I don't believe that was it. Um, 
In fact, yeah, we'll, get, we'll <clears throat> talk about that a little more, but fun fact about the 12 days of Christmas, I looked this up, PNC Bank, which is my bank, they did a little calculation. If you bought all the gifts for the 12 days of Christmas, it would add up to, in 2022, $197,071. Uh, $197,071.09 is how much it would cost. That's a 9.8% increase over 2021. So you can insert your inflation joke here. Your supply chain, maybe the supply chain on, on calling birds and turtle doves is, you know, whatever, whatever it is. It's interesting they broke it down to nine cents, okay? I know some people who could spend a lot more than that. I won't say who. Or in some people who could maybe get a, a deal on some of those things. But uh, anyway, I don't have a turtle dove guy. No, there's no sale that I've, that I've found. So anyway, it's more likely that the wise men gave these gifts to Jesus at least a year after he was born, on up to two years. We know Jesus couldn't have been over two years old because King Herod issued a decree to kill all the children, the male children, two years and under uh, around Bethlehem, Bethlehem and the surrounding area because Satan was inspiring King Herod to try to kill Jesus before he could grow up. And so, so Herod did the math and thought, okay, anyone two and under. So it's most likely Jesus was between one and two years old uh, when they came. And also, they came to a house. We read that there wasn't a manger, it was a house. So the, the nativity scene in Marble Falls or... San Marcos in the town square may, may have the, the wise men there. We don't have wise men at that nativity scene over, over there on the wall because we're accurate. That's right. We could have little shepherds. We could have my grandchildren dressed up as shepherd, little shepherds over there. But uh, anyway, it's uh, Matthew 2.11 says they found Jesus in a home. So sorry if I ruined anyone's manger scene. Roman numeral two, let's look at the significance of each of these gifts first, back then. The gifts they gave back then were very, had a, had a real strong significance. Each gift pointed to a future aspect of Jesus' ministry. These weren't just random gifts that the wise, man, the wise men picked up on their way to the house. Not like they were heading by a Walmart, you know, and it was like, hey, Bashir, look, look, a myrrh is half price. All right, let's get that. No, they were, they were calculated. They were led by the Holy Spirit to bring these gifts. First of all, there was the gold. Now, gold was a gift that you gave to kings. This gift was a prophetic foreshadowing that that child would one day be king. The king of a new kingdom, the kingdom of God. 
that he would be king of kings and Lord of lords. And Revelation 1.13 says that one day the glorified Jesus will have a golden sash across his chest. That he will be king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. What a contrast him being king to that humble beginning. To Jesus, you know, he, the, the, the savior of the world made his first entrance to the earth compressed in human flesh in the womb of a teenage girl under questionable circumstances. Then his next home was being born in a crude, smelly Palestinian stable under the dark of night in cold weather. The bread of life, the king of kings, the bread of life was first laid in the feeding trough of an animal. How humble, how humble was our king to come to the earth that way. It also points, as I mentioned, Feast of Tabernacles, this also points to to the fact that one day Jesus will be seen by the Jewish people as king of the Jews. You know, the the Gentile church says, oh, he's king of kings, Lord of lords, and he is. But the Gentile church needs to hear the message that was being preached above the head of Jesus as he hung on the cross. It said, king of the Jews. That was written over Jesus' head as, as a mockery, but it actually turns out to be accurate prophecy. One day, Jesus will come back to the Mount of Olives, he'll come back to the East Gate, and the leaders of Jerusalem will see Jesus is the Messiah they've been looking for. He will be king of the Jews as well as king of all the universe. Praise God. Paragraph B, then there was the frankincense. The frankincense they gave was a gift given to priests. If you gave a a priest a gift, it would be frankincense because when priests would make sacrifices, they would often burn incense. And so that's what this gift was. It pointed to the ministry of Jesus as our high priest. How many of you know Jesus is our high priest? Amen. Priests offer sacrifices. So here's the amazing thing. Jesus, as our high priest, offered the ultimate sacrifice. The ultimate sacrifice was Jesus on the cross. So the the, the high priest offered the sacrifice, and he himself was the sacrifice. So that frankincense was very significant, saying one day... He, as high priest, will offer up the ultimate sacrifice, the lamb slain to provide forgiveness of sin, Revelation 13.8. Then there was the myrrh. The myrrh, now this seemed like a really strange gift to give a child because myrrh was used back then as embalming fluid to prepare a dead body for burial. Why would you give a child, maybe up to two years old, embalming fluid? 
It would be like, uh, you know, Lane's two-year-old birthday party. It's like, hey, you're opening up all these little toy, you know, little dolls and whatever, and, and you open up the thing, and oh, a coffin. Oh, great. A casket. Thank you. Right? It's bizarre. But it was, it was foreshadowing that Jesus was born to die. That he was born to die. So giving him that myrrh pointed to his future death on the cross for the sins of mankind. John 19, 39, Jesus was crucified. We see myrrh again. So they gave it myrrh to him uh, as a babe, as a child. Then, John 19, 39, <clears throat> Jesus was taken down from the cross. And it says, uh, Nicodemus brought myrrh to prepare his body for burial. So this is, you know, we see it lined up in Scripture. Um, it says, Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes. This is wild. 75 pounds of it. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them, that's Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, they wrapped his body with the spices in strips of linen that was in, in accordance with Jewish burial customs. Now, this jumped out at me this week. I, I underlined it there. Jesus' body prepared for burial was wrapped in strips of coarse strips of linen. Okay? What, what, hap, what was he first born in? Coarse strips of linen. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes, but that sounds like a little comforter, but it was actually rough strips of linen. Okay, so coarse strips of linen, coarse strips of linen. Myrrh, myrrh. God is a poet. I mean, yeah, amen. Whoa. So, Roman numeral three. I want to stop there. Before I do that, I I wrote this. This thought came in. What other king would die for his subjects. No other king I could think of. Subjects are supposed to die for the king, not king die for the subjects. That's why I love the song. Y'all know the song, Amazing Love, How Can It Be? You know that, that worship song? Amazing Love, How Can It Be That You, My King, Would Die For Me? Amazing love. I know it's true, and it's my joy to honor you. That's them. That's just these truths at, at this time of year really build our faith, I believe. So now, Roman numeral three, in the time I have left, I want to look at how we can give the Lord every day our gold, our frankincense, and our myrrh. It's actually very practical. It's not just <clears throat> ethereal. First, we can give him our gold. What did I say gold was? It was for kings, okay? But as I looked in Scripture, for us as Christians, our gold is likened to our faith tested by fire. Did you ever think that when you pass the fiery trials of testing and you keep believing the Lord, that is gold to him? 1 Peter 1.7 says it. I'm, I'm not making this stuff up. The genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, 
though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is a precious metal, gold is called, and your faith is precious to Jesus. He really wants your faith given to him every day. You can give him your gold. Now, what is faith? Lots of definitions in the Bible for what faith is. I like Hebrews 11.6 because it's very practical. It says, it says now, uh, without, first of all, it says without faith, it's impossible to please him. So logic tells me when I have faith, it pleases him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God, two things, must believe that he is, and second, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It's two things. Believing that God is, not was, not, oh, God, you came through for me five years ago, and you really showed up, but I don't know about today. I don't know about what I'm going through now. It's not believing that he was, but he is a present help in your time of need. And then, and if, if you believe that, which that's what gold is about, that he's a present help, then you continue to believe because the second part of that definition is he's going to reward you if you stay diligent, if you persevere in believing. as what Sloan shared earlier. If we persevere in proclaiming who Jesus is, he says, I'm going to reward your diligence. And most of the time, you don't feel much. You're just believing and you're just going through the things. You know, your faith is tested by fire. Revelation 3.18, Jesus tells us to buy gold refined in the fire. So I thought about it. What's the fire? Because we're not literally like having someone hit, a, hit us with a blowtorch. You know, what's the fire that we go through that our faith gets tested by? I wrote, the, I wrote this. The fire is the intense resistance that we face each day. It's intense resistance from the world system, our own flesh yelling at us, from the devil and from our circumstances. It's the intense resistance that tries to discourage us and get us to quit or get us to fall into sin. That's the fire that Jesus says, I counsel you, buy from me gold refined in the fire. I thought about the word buy. To buy something means you got to pay something. You've got to pay the price. Gold doesn't just come easy. There's a price to be paid. So when you're tempted to quit, you say to yourself, I'm not going to quit. I'm pressing on. I'm pressing in. I'm pressing through. Because I know that what's being formed and forged in me is gold that's precious. I know if I don't quit, he will reward my faith. And I know that when I don't quit, I'm putting a big smile on his face. I'm giving him my gold. I'm, at, I'm trusting right now the Holy Spirit is speaking to different ones of you saying, there's an area I've been tempted to quit. 
to quit in my zeal, to back off. The Lord's saying, I, want, I, I see that. You can give me gold today. You know, I, I spend a lot of my week related to buying gold. Gold is, I, would just, I said it this way, I'm going to take time to, to, to buy gold. means I'm going to take time to camp out before God and be in his presence and allow the word, allow worship, allow faith, more faith to come as I camp out before the Lord. And if you're looking for a good campground to camp out before the Lord, let me just let you know the room you're sitting in here is a, uh, is a great campground for you to come and camp out. We've got running water. We've got electricity. We've got Wi-Fi. We have what? We have coffee sometimes. We have a microwave. But uh, uh, it's a place to buy gold. You know, I, I said this years ago, the Lord showed me, you know, about an hour a day or a little over, I'll go to Gold's Gym in the morning, and then I'll come back here and I'll buy gold. So this is gold, I know, forgive me, but this is, <laughs> this is the Gold Gym, and that's Gold's Gym, and I do both, okay? So I encourage you that we can do this. <clears throat> Here's a practical way a practical way to look at giving him your gold. Let's get, let's get practical. How do I give him my gold? Well, here's what I, I believe it is. It's every day when you are faithful to do the things you know you should do, when you are faithful to follow through on your obligations, even when you don't feel like it, you are giving him gold. He's not, you're not hearing angels come down and sing hallelujah. You're doing, but when you are faithful in the day in and the day out and you follow through on your obligations, that is gold to him. It's persevering. You're, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That is faith. You want to say, you know, we hear, especially in charismatic circles, wow, they're full of faith. You know, what a, you know a believer who's full of faith is a believer who's faithful. He's full of faith. He can really scream. No, he's full of faith. He keeps showing up to his job. He doesn't cheat on his taxes. He does, you know, it's a full of faith believer is a faithful believer. Now, I believe I'm looking at people who are faithful and so I say to you, you may not have all these gifts of the Spirit flowing out all the time, but you're full of faith. Yes. Paragraph B, we can give him our frankincense. You can give Jesus your frankincense, which is, simply put, your worship and your prayers. Your worship and your prayers, I found this out in Scripture, I was like, that really is true. Our worship and our prayers are like incense going up to heaven. They're incense. Cornelius in Acts 10.4, it says his prayers and his almsgiving went up as a memorial to God. It was like it, there, was, there was incense rising up from simply Cornelius talking to God. An angel called that out and, and told him that. 
Revelation 5.8 says, The 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp, that's worship and praise, and golden bowls of incense. And Revelation 5 actually explains what the, what the bowl of incense is. It says, golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Mary of Bethany, Matthew 26. We most, most of us know the story. She broke open <clears throat> that alabaster box with fragrant oil, very valuable. It wasn't just um, a, an act of breaking open that fragrance, that incense. It was an act of worship. It was an act of worship that she did, and Jesus said it was so special to Jesus. This was less than 24 hours before he was to go to the cross. She breaks this open, pours it on him and on his body, and it said, Jesus said, what she has done will never be forgotten. Your prayers and your worship will never be forgotten. So each day that you're living, you can pour out, just, just talk to him in the car. That goes up as incense. Just put on worship. Put on, don't we have a Spotify list of songs we sing? You put that on, you start singing. You start just letting your heart worship. You're giving him incense. So that's our worship. <clears throat> By the way, when Jesus hung on the cross, he had that same fragrance that Mary of Bethany poured out the day before. So can you picture Jesus suffering, bleeding, and he could smell that fragrant oil? And then after, when Nicodemus was preparing his body, the smell of the myrrh, the embalming, the, that mixed with the smell from the, the, the day before. And um, it was amazing. It's amazing to think. Acts 13.2 says, when the believers were... Praying and fasting, it says they ministered to the Lord. I want to encourage us today. You can minister to the Lord. Not just him minister to you. What a great gift for Jesus, your prayer and your praise. Uh, Marissa, worship team, if you could come up. Thank you, Lord. Finally, we can give him our myrrh. What is our myrrh? It is our life laid down every day. I want to tell you, you have ample opportunity every day to lay your life down, meaning the things, not my will, but your will be done. You have throughout your day, you have choices to make where you know what God's calling you to do, how to respond, and you know what your flesh is calling you, trying to make you do. And when you choose to say, not my will, Lord, but your will be done, you just offered him your myrrh. You offered him your life laid down. The myrrh was the embalming fluid used at death. It is our gift to Jesus when we deny ourselves and take up our cross daily to follow him. Luke 9.23 says that. When someone falsely accuses you and you don't respond in the flesh, 
but you respond by loving your enemy and praying for them, you just gave the Lord your myrrh. When you're in line at the store and someone in front of you is freaking out and stressed out and compassion starts to rise up in you, how many of you have heard of what, what Bill Johnson calls treasure hunting? Right? You're at the store and you, you just start to get a bubble of compassion for someone. You're like, could I pray for you? And you risk embarrassment. You risk them saying, no, you're weird. But you step out and you pray for them. You just died to your ego and your reputation. You gave him your myrrh. When you don't have many, much money in the bank and there's something you really want to buy, and instead of that, you remember, you know, I haven't tithed yet. I haven't given what I've, tenth of my income to the Lord. And you say, no, not my will, but your will be done. I know it's in your word to tithe. That's myrrh. When the Lord prompts you and you're on social media, you know, like I've been on Facebook for five hours. I better shut off uh, or Instagram or whatever. When the Lord prompts you to turn off social media, lately he's been convicting me that I've watched too much, quote, news commentary that's basically mocking government authorities. The Lord said, you need to turn that off because I don't want a mocking spirit to take over my life. That's all myrrh. Would you stand up if you would? Luke 9:24 says, Whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I believe the Lord put this on my heart today, and I've been trusting and asking the Lord to, to really stir us to increase the flow out of us like a garden hose. Because there is a lot of drifting out in the world happening. Since COVID, the last two, three years, with churches shutting down, there was so much where people were told by church leaders, hey, online's just as good as meeting together. Well, the Bible says, don't forsake assembling together. And they got used to church in their slippers with their coffee in the living room. And then before you know it, it was less and less. And there was drifting happening. You know, Kyle said this a couple times last week. He said, the future of the church is not online. It's gathering together. And so what's happened with a number of things happening in our culture is there's been drifting, but it's hard to drift when you're giving out to the Lord. Let's pray right now. Father, I ask that you would stir all of us to say, yeah, I'm giving you some, but I see today I can give you my gold, which is my persevering obedience to fulfill my obligations each day. Right now, just stop right there. Just let the, allow the Lord to just kind of, allow the Lord to show you his smile over your faithfulness. Just to stop and just.
noticed. But that thing I do every day, it doesn't seem like any big deal. The Lord says, oh no. That's gold to me. Well, I just, I talk to you, I pray some, I worship through the day, you know, and I'm, oh no, that's incense to me. That goes up before me. I chose to do what they wanted instead of me. I wanted to go to that restaurant and they wanted to go there. I, I said, okay. Oh no, that was you. <laughs> Seems real little. But the Lord's seeing your responses. Just let the Lord the countenance, Lord, I ask you to lift up the light of your countenance on your sing this. You're giving him your incense right now. Give the Lord your incense, your worship right now. Sing it out. Sing it out to the Lord. thing in my life. Not money, not relationships, not comfort. Lord, I'm sorry for the drifting. Put your hands out to the Lord right now. I just pray, I want to pray that the Lord would pull us out of isolation and into insulation. That when the harsh elements of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and, and contrary circumstances come at us, we will not be unduly influenced by them to where we pull from God, but we run to God. 
Say, Lord, I'm running to you. Right now, there's areas of your life, right now in your heart, you've run away, you've gotten away from God. You've just given up on that relationship of it ever getting better. Say, no, Lord, I'm running to you now. Just come right now to him. The way is made by the blood. There's an entrance into his throne of grace right now. You haven't had revelation about something. You've been waiting and God hadn't spoken. You say, God, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to camp out before you until you show me. It's better to run to you than from you. Forgive us of isolation. Instead, Lord, would you bring insulation? I believe the Lord wants to insulate marriages right now from the attacks of the enemy. I believe he wants to insulate your family from the attacks of the enemy. Just receive right now in it. Owens Corning fiber insulation around your heart, around your life right now. I'm, I'm talking right now, there's a now thing happening. flowing out of you. That garden hose is increasing. Jesus said, come to me and drink. All who are thirsty, come to me and drink. And out of your belt will flow, not trickle, not trickles of living water, but will flow rivers. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit in these next minutes, as Kyle comes up to lead us in ministry time, our prayer teams, if you'd come up. Just make a move toward God, whatever that is. I want everyone, everyone, whatever it looks like, make a move toward God. If it's kneel, if it's to come up for prayer, if it's to say, Lord, fill me again with your Holy Spirit. If you haven't had received the gift of tongues and you want that as a that that's a, a, a manifestation of being filled, it's not the only, but out let out of your belly flow rivers of living water. Thank you, Lord. We've given him our incense today, and on Tuesday afternoon you're gonna give him your gold. And every time someone says, hey, I don't want that. Can you do that? And you don't want that. And you say, okay, you just gave him your myrrh. Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. To download the notes and slides for this message, visit our website, riverinthehills.com. If you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.